Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey guys, welcome to the Running After Age 40 podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and today is episode 100, so we made it, guys. I'm so excited and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for giving this podcast a listen, whether you're a first-time listener or you are a return listener or you've been a guest on this show, you've shared the show. I just, I'm so grateful. I didn't know when I started this podcast back at episode one uh, what it would turn out to be, but I get so much good feedback from people that are out there getting things done, getting the miles in, trying to eat better, uh, making changes in their sleep, and it truly motivates me uh, and has just made me so much of a better runner, a better listener, a better mom, a better wife, a better worker, just all of the things. And that's what I want this podcast to continue to be about. So I initially was going to do episode 100 about goal setting, but then I wanted to switch because of the power of 100 and this episode is so important to me. So I decided to do another episode on self-talk for runners. I really believe that language informs all of our emotions. Emotions inform our beliefs. Beliefs then drive everything that we do uh, and our behavior and just the choices that we make are all based on our beliefs, like it or not. Those behaviors then drive the outcomes. And guys, the outcomes are what is making our day either the best day ever or a day where we just want to, you know, crawl under a blanket and cry. So if the days you're having more of those days where you just want to sit on the couch, you've got to return to the source, which is your language. Uh, and we just, I think we're started in childhood. We have these patterns of what we tell ourselves and we can change it. It's not easy to change. I'm not going to say that it is, but, uh, you know, you might remember PE class from when you were a kid or just the first time you ever tried to run or maybe the first race that you ever did and it didn't come naturally to you. So you have these patterns about exercise, patterns about food, patterns about uh, your limitations because you are getting older. Uh, there's just all of these things. And again, if we return to the source language, specifically what you say to yourself, we can really change everything. So the limits of your language mean the limits to your running. That's the whole premise of this episode. I'm going to say it again. Uh, Ludwig, I'm trying to say his name, so forgive me here. Ludwig Wigenstein actually said, the limits of my language mean the limits of my world. But I think the limits of your language mean the limits of your running and your health, all right? If you want to live a long, long, healthy life, it's all about the language that you're saying to yourself. And the words that you say can either empower you or they can limit you, and it's your choice. Uh, again, they're, they're, 
their uh, habits, right? That it's going to be difficult to change them and reframe them, but that's what we're going to do. And by reframing it, you're going to reframe your running. So this is not going to be an episode about you know, pretending not to feel different things, or, you know, if you're tired, suck it up and just do it anyway, or just ignore the pain and, you know, go for it anyway. That's not at all what we want to do. Instead, we want to reframe the thoughts that we have and we want to deal with it, but on your terms, not on, you know, some pattern of thought that you developed back in elementary school. And now you're a runner after age 40 or trying to become a runner. And, you know, those things are coming back to haunt you. All right. So we're going to start with 12 different reframe. And again, there's going to be 12 total reframes. One of them is going to be a repeat from our previous episode because it is so powerful. And I'm just going to repeat something I said at the very beginning that language informs emotions, guys. Your emotions inform your beliefs. Your beliefs drive your behavior. Your behavior drives your outcomes and your outcomes make your day or your run, right? All right, so let's go. Number one, I had this on my bathroom mirror for probably a year, which is instead of saying I have to, I get to. And you may have heard this in my previous episode. If you didn't, I'm glad that you're here hearing it today. If you already heard it, I'm going to say it again because it's one that I can't personally hear enough and I think we've got to do it. We don't have to run. We don't have to exercise. We don't have to eat uh, fruit and vegetables. We don't have to get a good night's sleep. We get to. It's a true privilege to get to do everything we get to do. We get to run out in nature. We get to, if we if you have a treadmill, you don't have to run on the treadmill because it's it's cold outside, you get to run on the treadmill and you are blessed with that crazy machine. And guys, I don't really like the treadmill, but it's a blessing, right? You get to work out even if it's really icy outside. That's true reframing. You don't have to go grocery shopping. You get to. What a blessing it is to have enough you know, cash to go buy the fruits and vegetables that you're planning on eating and, and have farmers that are growing that those kind of things. That's what starts to flow in your brain when you think, I get to do this instead of I have to. You get to drive your kids to the activities and you get to take a walk while they're there or you get to watch them and get your walk in early in the morning. It's totally up to you, but that is, I put it as number one because I think that's the most powerful reframe I've ever been taught uh, and it truly makes you just change every single thing that you think about. All right, number two is a really good one related to running and working out. Uh, I'm always saying things like this, but um, instead of saying I'm drained, you're going to say I'm recharging. So, you know, we're, we're drained from that run. We're drained from the week at work and trying to get up early and get our fitness in, or I'm just too drained to run. If you think about your body as almost like a battery, you're recharging. So that might make you think differently and it might make you think instead of not running at all, I'm just going to do a slower run or instead of... or instead of taking a full day off because you're drained, you're going to recharge with maybe some yoga or, again, a slower run or a walk or a fast walk, things like that. So the reframe is going from being drained to recharging. Number three is going from I'm afraid of doing this to 
This is uncomfortable, but I can do it and I want to do it. So if you're like me and, you know, most of the population out there, you're definitely afraid of certain things. It might be a long run. It might be a long race. It might be starting running at all. It might be, you know, running in public. I don't know what it is, but uh, if you reframe and instead of thinking to yourself, I'm afraid, I'm uncomfortable, and you realize that doing the uncomfortable things is what's going to make you stronger and happier in the end, it's going to be a reframe that serves you incredibly well related to your fitness and running. All right, number four is instead of feeling confused, you're searching. And guys, I got these all from a really esteemed LinkedIn expert. So I didn't make a lot of these up. I am taking these and applying them to running. I just want to be really clear about that. Uh, but, you know, it can be really confusing trying to eat healthy, trying to balance all the things, trying to figure out the strength training and, you know, stretching when you're a little bit less flexible in the over 40 crowd, right? But if you go from confused to searching, you then have this mentality where you're open to new things and you'll be surprised what ideas come your way once you're open to them and you're searching. If you feel confused, then you just almost feel like you're spinning in circles. Whereas if you're searching, somehow you now you're on the path to finding what it is that you need to find. Uh, Number five is so applicable to running, especially for those of you starting or those of you entering a race that maybe is a distance you've never done before or you're getting a little bit slower and that is framing from embarrassed to being aware. So, you know, you might think I'm going to be embarrassed if I'm the last person out there. Uh, You know, instead of that, you're going to be aware that, hey, I'm the last person out here and people might be looking at me uh, and I'm aware of that and I'm confident in myself and it's okay if they're looking at me because I'm proud of who I am and what I'm doing. So taking that embarrassment, you know, of whatever pace, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, whether you're setting foot in the gym with a lot of people that look exactly like they know what they're doing for strength training, and you're aware of that, and it's okay, you're there to learn. All right, uh, number six is going from feeling nervous to being energized. And when you hit that starting line, or if you go to a new running group, you're going to feel a little bit nervous. But you can really reframe that nervous energy into being energized. And you can tell yourself, yeah, I am a little bit nervous and that's okay. I'm actually pretty energized to be with a new group of people. I'm energized to set foot on the starting line. I'm energized to take part in this. Uh, And this is pretty darn cool. I love number seven related to running. Uh, and I hear this a lot that people feel stuck, especially stuck in the after 40 running time, whether you're trying to get back started and it's just a slower thing than you thought it was going to be, or you are, you know, going after some new paces and new, some new distances and you just feel stuck because you're not making progress as quickly as you did in your twenties or thirties. Instead of saying to yourself that you're stuck, You literally say, hey, I'm exploring new angles or I'm exploring new routes. Uh, And I don't mean routes as far as like finding the running routes. I mean like charting new paths, right? Exploring new angles to find the answers to how you can up your fitness. So you're never truly stuck if you're exploring new things. You're only stuck if you stop looking for ideas. Number eight is going from being disappointed 
to being delayed. And this is such a good one for after a race when you didn't hit the time that you wanted or you didn't finish in the place that you wanted or the weather ended up bad. So, you know, you just didn't have a chance to do what you wanted to do or something happened in your family and you couldn't participate in the race that you wanted to do. Instead of being disappointed, your feelings can just be delayed. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have them. It does just means that you can't have them right then. All right, number nine is shifting from feeling like something is a failure to feeling like whatever happened is something that you're learning from. Failure is just data, guys. And if you're a runner, you should know the data is the way that we learn and the way that we adapt and the way that we change. And if you look at your data like that, even if it's not the things that you want to happen, you truly can learn. A couple more. Number 10 uh, is similar to the drained, but it's if you say that you're exhausted, which I'm prone to do, I'm so exhausted, you can pr- you can reframe that almost like an athlete playing in overtime in a basketball game. And if you look at that athlete, they're looking for the energy to make things happen. And it's actually pretty exciting to play in overtime. So if you're exhausted, it means you're playing in overtime and you get to play longer, right? You get to play harder. You get to find that extra, extra energy that might be a little bit hidden in inside of you, but you can truly find it. All right, number 11, this is another excellent one. And you might be a person that says, I hate running or I hate hills or I hate running in the cold weather. So instead of saying that with such uh, passion, you're going to say instead, I prefer and then answer what you prefer. So you might hate running. Maybe you prefer jogging. You might hate running in the cold. Maybe you prefer running in more mild weather. But you're taking away what you're saying you hate and you're looking for something more positive. And slowly but surely, you might find that you actually don't hate that initial thing quite so strongly. And then the last one. Uh, is you, you'll be surprised I didn't start with it with one, but it is I can't. And instead of saying, you know, something like, oh, yes, I can, I'm going to tell you that instead of saying I can't, you're going to rephrase that one is how can I? So anytime you catch yourself in the next, you know, couple weeks saying how I can't do this, just immediately pivot. You could write this one on your bathroom mirror, like, okay, yeah, maybe I can't now. How can I? How can I make this happen? This isn't just, uh, you know, what is it? Toxic, po- to- toxic positivity. These are words that are self-talk that can truly change it. And if you ask yourself, how can I? Your brain and your subconscious just starts to search for a way to make things happen. And you'll be surprised, you know, if you say I can't possibly run another mile and then you immediately pivot to how can I run this extra mile? All of a sudden you start searching what, well, I might have to have a little bit of water. I might have to slow down for a minute and then pick my pace back up. But how can I make this happen? I can make this happen. And again, the limits of the words that you say and the limits of your language are going to mean the limits of your running. I hope you guys love these as much as I do. And if you have one that you're going to try, send me a message. You can always reach out at runningwithgrit at gmail.com. And I'm also... On Instagram, I fully admit I'm not on there a whole lot. I'm on LinkedIn all the time for work, and I just take to take a break from social media at other times. So these are 12 reframes I would love for you to try out and use. Uh, Remember that language truly informs everything that you do. And thank you again for making the first 100 podcasts of the Running After Age 40 podcast a success. I really appreciate each and every one of you. 
Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.